Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin FL. What's up, y'all? Jonathan Rollins. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Uh, Mm -hmm. We got one Falcons fan and uh, one Miami Hurricanes fan. (laughs) Oh, come on now. Don't forget about these Georgia Bulldogs. (laughs) Let's go. National champion. Can't forget about the national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. That's right. You still on cloud nine? (laughs) Dude, I can't even tell you. What has it been? Like 48 hours, and I still feel like it just happened like five minutes ago. Uh, I mean, like, it's been kind of a whirlwind, actually, like catching up with everybody back home. And, you know, obviously all my friends were watching the game. I had friends and family at the game Mm. at Lucas Oil Stadium, and and they were reporting back about how crazy it was. And, uh, you know, of course had some – you know, moments to sort of reflect on, like, you know, it gets kind of, it gets, it's funny. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, the difference between, like, you and I have a very emotional connection yeah. to the sport. Yeah. Right. And it's also fascinating for us, especially when we first started the podcast and we started sort of seeking out these origin stories from the Swedes, yeah, you know, and a, and a lot of times their, their origin stories are, while they might be really fascinating, how they kind of came to the conclusion of which team they were going to support. They're not oftentimes rooted in this like kind of deep emotional, uh, some of them were, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of times, you know, it's like, you know, it, they probably have some other sport that they feel that emotional connection to that thing that their father got them to root for or their mother or yeah. whoever, you know, but for me, like, my love of football began in Sanford Stadium with my father watching the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, that's like, yeah, that is legit where it all started for me. Uh, and experiencing that first national championship in 1980, back when they had Herschel Walker, and thinking, like, you know, wow, we're good. We're, I'm going to feel like this all the time. But yeah, it's taken me 40 years to get back to that moment where you feel like a kid again and your squad just won the national championship. So it's been kind of a cool 48 hours. I've been buying up all the Bulldogs national championship gear that I can, I'm not even sending it. I'm sending it to my mother's house. I was like, I'll be there in the summer. Like just stick it in the closet and we'll get it. when we get there. (laughs) Somebody in the uh, Facebook group was talking about how much Alabama champion stuff is going to be, uh, in some random country. Did you see uh, the the linebacker, N'Kobe Dean, Georgia yeah. linebacker? He had the wrong, the wrong someone gave him on. the wrong hat. Yeah, that's all I right. was like, damn, someone needs a tap. But he, he had it, someone switched it out for him not too long after. <laughs> but but I was good. like, what? It's a good feeling when you know that, uh, especially since you beat a rival team <laughs> like that, that their merch yeah. is going to be somewhere out there in yeah. uh, some random country is going to get all of this stuff. 
Yeah, and it's not like you can cry for Alabama. I mean, they oh, no. basically own the national title for the last 10 years, more or less. Yeah. Uh, so, fuck those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, really, uh, really happy that they lost. I was terrified before the game, too, because they kept showing this, like, pregame hype video type stuff. Mm-hmm. And they did this thing. And I also kind of was kind of curious how people from Alabama reacted to this. They did this short video piece where they were talking about underdogs. And they were interviewing. What are you trying to call Alabama underdog? No, 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 no. The oh, opposite. They were okay. trying to say that, like, you know, this idea of, like, Georgia, you know, kind of finally, like, will they be able to slay the beast? You know, mm. the team that always beats them, that kind of stuff. And in this video piece, they were interviewing, like, um, you know, these people who who nobody really thought would win. But want, like one of the main f- characters in this piece was Mike Ruzioni, who was um, – one of the star players for the U.S. hockey team, the one that beat uh, the Russians, yeah. uh, the Miracle, Miracle. on Ice, yeah. right? Which was kind of like on one level, I was like terrified because I was like, fuck, they're building this up. Like, like, what if we fall? But then it sort of hit me. I'm like, hold on a second. In this metaphor, if we're going to draw this directly, Georgia Bulldogs are the USA in this scenario and Alabama is Russia? It's <laughs> <laughs> like... If these people in Alabama are smart enough to pick up on this, they're going to be yeah. so pissed. They're like, wait a minute, hold on a second. We ain't Russia. We, we ain't Russia. <laughs> I know that the, uh, um, I know that Satan, Nick Satan, as we call him in uh, Miami, <laughs> yeah. uh, can be Putinish. <laughs> sure. So, yep. Started out. Well, there. we. We Putin his ass right out of the fucking national yeah, championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Well, uh, we're gonna talk about some some. Uh, it's, they call it Black Monday, the Monday after the season ends, and uh, a little so, racist. <laughs> but uh, it's a, because the coach is getting fired, so they should call it Bloody Monday. That would be better than Black Monday. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they should call it that. I mean, it's because uh, it's not enough coaches, or not enough black coaches to call it Black Monday if they're going to be getting fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. <laughs> no, but uh, you want to go through the firings? Uh, yeah. Um, well, let's see. I'm just trying to think of like what order we should. Well, let's start with Vic Fangio. He was first, he was right? first, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, Broncos fired Vic Fangio Sunday morning, right? Because they played Saturday night. Um, oh, yeah. so yeah, we woke up Sunday mar- morning. That's going to be a really interesting scenario because the Broncos, uh, a lot of people probably don't know this, are in the midst of an ownership dispute. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, the former owner of the team and the, the, the it got passed down to the kid, to the, the kids are based. So the former owner of the team was trying to, claim that they had a right of first refusal like if the Mm. new owners wanted to sell it then they had to approve it so they've been arguing that in court and apparently the siblings there are several siblings who technically own the broncos right now and some of them want to keep the team and some of them want to sell it so there's an internal dispute there as well um Mm. which is not good when you're out there looking for a new coach because it's like one of the things that's going to you know, attract the best coach is a stability, you know, a, st- a stable environment yeah. uh, in in the ownership arena. So that's going to be 
you know, and this is also a team that's been searching for a quarterback since, you know, Elway since <laughs> since Elway. I mean, they Cutler. got it a little bit with they got it for a second with Peyton Manning, but yeah, you know, and they had Cutler. Hardly... They, had, they had some Cutler years when they thought they had their guy. True, but they have more or less been searching for a franchise for a long term franchise quarterback since John Elway, and it, that's a long ass time ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Fangio obviously was known as a defensive genius, uh, but you know this team is just—it's just been trapped in mediocrity for the last several years. So it doesn't surprise me at all that I don't. It, what was he there? Was he there four years? I want to say three years. Uh, I think I have it here, but I also don't really not not longer than four. Three seasons. You're right. He was out. He's out after three seasons. Oh, you know what? I still have all the coaching uh, notes here. Or huh. most, of, most of them. Huh? Yeah, well, oh, you wow. must have retained some of that memory because, yeah, he, he's three years. He's out. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah, five, five, they have five consecutive losing seasons. Yeah, they did that um, short stint with Vance Joseph. He only got two years. <clears throat> Or maybe mm-hmm. one year. They they fired him quick, and then they brought in Vic Fangio, and then that's two defensive-minded coaches in a row. I can see Fangio getting picked up as a defensive coordinator somewhere, right? Yeah, I don't see him. I don't see him getting another head coaching job. Um, yeah, he's been around could. so long too, as, as far as coaching. He's pretty old too. He's yeah. He's been I don't coaching even know for over he... forty years. I know, and I, you know, he might not even know Sean McVay, honestly. So, <laughs> and he's in the AFC oh. West. They might not even have met. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, next up, we got Matt Nagy mm-hmm. and the GM Ryan Pace. Both shit can. Yep. Yep. They gone. They gone. Uh, I hear your boy Flores has been up there. Yep, the Chicago's Chicago's already talked to Flores. Chicago might be my future new favorite team. We'll see. Which was sort of your old favorite team, yeah, anyway, exactly. Right? That's what I'm saying. That felt like it's it's real. If I go there and uh, and root for Chicago again, then you know because uh, I might come back to Miami once uh, Stephen Ross is no longer the owner. Why can't they have mm. an owner dispute? <laughs> mm. Says here, Nagy. Um, this is his fourth season this year, so he had four four years. But we all knew he was on a hot seat all year. And, he had three uh, winning seasons, uh, made it to the playoffs twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, they finished six and eleven this year. Uh, and you know, I, I think just the pro. I I, I think it, this one winds up becoming necessitated by a few different things. One, the product that they put on the field. Um, obviously was just gradually getting worse. Um, and also the fact that they have what they hope will be their long-term franchise quarterback. Yeah. If you're going to press the reset button. Do it now. You, you do it now. Uh, because if you don't do it now, then you've essentially wasted this this opportunity. Uh, uh, Nagy had Vic Fangio as his defensive coordinator his first year when the Bears had a really good defense and they took Mitch Trubisky to the playoffs. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's interesting. Big time. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe they can join John Gruden down in Florida for that fired coaches 
I'll have plenty to talk about, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Mike Zimmer uh, and GM Rick Spielman from the Vikings. Damn, also the GM is gone too. Damn. This, this was Zimmer's eighth season. <clears throat> Yeah, another he's defensive been coach. And and Spielman was actually there. It says here that Spielman was there for 15 years with the Vikings. Oh wow. So that's a major change. Yeah. Very interesting. Um I think it's a I they've made some weird moves over the years, I think. Uh especially when you consider I, I guess this was Spielman. Um you know, they they had that that scenario where they had a 13 and three season with case Keenum and then they kicked him out the door and traded him for, you know, Kirk cousins that to me, like 13 and three, and you're going to throw your quarterback under the bus. Like, you like that? You like that? Well, I can tell you who doesn't like that. And that would be <laughs> just about everybody in the, in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, that's a really weird decision. Um, yeah, but Cousins was kind of in purgatory, man. Remember, he got franchised two years in a row by the Redskins at the time. They were called the Redskins. Yeah. And then uh, people were wondering what's going to happen with him. So his agent probably was like, yo, he can do this for you. But Cousins <laughs> wasn't the problem there. No. Zimmer, who's supposed to be a defensive guru, mm. didn't start, didn't keep fielding really good defenses anymore. Mm. Hmm. Something happened. Yeah. Well, I think they, I think they probably bought into. You know, there's obviously been a trend around the league the last couple of years. Uh, you could see it most clearly in a team like Kansas City, where it's like, eh, fuck the defense. We're just going to outscore everybody. Um, and that won them their first Super Bowl, Kansas City. Uh, but it also lost them their second one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the reason why they lost. The against the Bucks was because their defense wasn't up to scratch. Um, I got a, I got reasons. a theory. We yeah. talked about this when we talked about the coach. I'm still looking at my old notes here. Uh, <clears throat> they uh, Greg Kubiak was their offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. the uh, Vikings, and then he retired. Mm. And then they hired Clint Kubiak. Mm-hmm. So they went with the nepotism angle. And you think the app? You think the apple fell too far from the tree? <laughs> <laughs> I think that they should have just brought in a really good offensive mind and uh, and not just go with the old coach's kid. Like yeah. as we saw so much of that when we dug into it, and that could have been. I wouldn't, have, especially when you knew he had a kind of warm seat coming into it. I would have got mm-hmm. a hot shot. That mm-hmm. might be why the GM's gone. It's like, what are you mm-hmm. thinking, man? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Well, he gone. He gone. Uh, and then next in the order of firings, sadly, your Brian Flores. Um, in this scenario, the GM did not get fired. No. Which is a little interesting. He's been around with the team for like 20 years now. Mm. Not as GM, but as like all the way from scouting all the way up. Right. So he, he knows... Uh, he knows the game, I should say. The the corporate game, how to play the game. <clears throat> um, there does I don't know how much I buy into this concerted effort to kind of tarnish uh 
Flores's reputation. It seems like there's a very real effort within the NFL media landscape to sort of paint him as a difficult character, someone who's not easy to get along with, yeah. someone who's hung, hungry for power. Um, I'm not buying this. No, I'm, I'm not, not buying this. I'm not buying. And the way uh, the media in they fawn over other coaches that do that. Right. Remember Bill Parcells? They would, or and uh, and uh, Bill Belichick, of course. When these coaches mm-hmm. are, you know, short and 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 to the point, they're just like, ah, he's just a football guy, football guy. Mm. And then yeah. uh, Flores is not kissing ass, and they don't like it in Miami, which is a very superficial city. I think Tomlin guys. too. Tomlin gets the same <clears throat> rep. But yeah. When you, but when you, you know, for Tom, I think if Tomlin were to start. Losing. Yeah, they were talking about they were talking about it this year. Is his job safe? It's like what? Yeah. Uh, you you hear people saying, "Is his job safe?" Uh, it's like, are you kidding? The dude, huh. <laughs> the top three coaches in the league. What well, he's one of the top coaches of all time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Steelers haven't had the the Steelers are like so against the trend of what happens in the NFL. I mean, they've had literally had three coaches over the last what. 30 to 40 years? More than 40. Yeah. Chuck Noll I mean, and then uh, uh, Bill Cower and then... Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's like, uh, that's unheard of. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to find out where Flores w- w- winds up. I think it's going to be interesting to find out who's going to be coaching uh, the Dolphins next year. Uh, yeah, I'm very not, interesting. I, I don't think it's... I don't. I, it, it, this feels like it could be a huge mistake. Yeah, they don't seem to have a plan. Miami doesn't, and a lot of times uh, this stuff is well thought out. And uh, and a lot of times they a team gets rid of, as you said, the coach and the general manager. So it's not a full reset. Mm. They have the highest. Uh, uh, it's, this is almost like when you uh, fire a coach before the. Uh, you play the shitty team, the shitty part of the schedule, mm. mm-hmm. and then they want you know what I mean. The team wins, <laughs> and mm. you're like, oh, see, we got a victory. This is like fire before a really good uh, off season possibilities. Mm. So I guess that's partially why too. They're like, we built it up, we got all this money. Maybe we'll give another coach a good scenario, but it's not looking like. I, a, I, if I was me, a top coach, I wouldn't want to go there. For me, given how Flores has managed to turn this team around um, in such a short period of time. Yeah. That that's kind of what makes me like, I kind of feel like I hate to be all conspiracy theorists about this, but I feel like, I feel like what happens between now and the beginning of next season is going to start to sort of continue to shape my opinion about what this firing is really about. Oh yeah. If that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, whether or not they bring in Deshaun Watson, whether or not they, you know, how, hire how they Jim Harbaugh. <clears throat> if they hire Jim Harbaugh, then we know that's what it was. You know what I mean? If they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like all of those decisions that have yet to be made are are, are going to like very much sort of shape my opinion uh, as to what this is really about. Because I think it's still the other three that we've spoken about make sense to me. It's time for a change. Yeah. Um, 
this one doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm so. I'm I'm at a loss myself. Um on to the last coach firing, which actually uh yeah just sort of popped up recently, uh, is the firing of uh Giants coach Joe Judge. Oh, he got fired. He gone. Okay, so many people I just read an article about it was an article about black coaches and all of this stuff from that angle by the Washington Post. Yeah. And they were talking about how uh because Flores got fired, everybody was shocked. And then uh, they, this article came out about how black coaches are always on a short leash, which is not yep. true at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I was uh, reading that, and, they, and Joe Judge was the example they used that he still had a job when Brian Flores was fired, and he had a, what, 12 and 29 record or something like that. Yeah, well, so the the, the retirement of, um, of, the, of the Giants' GM is what started to like I, all the at first it felt like Joe judge was going to keep his job. And then all of a sudden the GM retired and it was like, Oh shit. Hold on yeah. a second. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe something's up here. And then I think basically the next day I, I woke up and it, yeah, two years. He's only been a giants coach for two years. He gets fired. He went six and 10 this season, uh, in his first season, four and 13 in this season. Um, Oh, it was John Mara who who retired, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, or is he the owner? Who am I thinking of that retired? Anyway, um, so obviously, I, I think this is one of those cases of had you just kept your mouth shut. Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman, yes, thank you. If Joe Judge had just kept his mouth shut, yeah, he would still have a job right now. Yeah. He would still be coming into next year with the hottest seat in the NFL. But he what? would still have a job. No, also, re- they also did that bullshit quarterback sneak on third down. Yeah, but I'm saying that like that that press conference that he gave after Before, the week yeah. 17 loss, uh, where he just went on this crazy rant about. I mean, he it almost seemed like he was just flat out lying about stuff. Like he was claiming that he had former Giants players who were calling him saying. You know, I'm making more money playing for this other team, but I'd give anything. I would. I'd cut off my left arm if I could just come back and play for you and play for the Giants. <laughs> it was like what? Like it was almost like he was like he was like sort of workshopping his idea for a burner account almost. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it was weird. It was like what is he doing? <clears throat> and and he was talking about you know like insisting that he had instilled this like winning culture in the Giants organization over his short two-year tenure, despite the fact that he hasn't had a winning record. It's like, I, so I, I think his, his, that week 17 press conference made him seem uh, delusional, uh, completely disconnected. And um, yeah, like kind of off the edge. Uh, yeah. So unhinged. <laughs> yeah. Unhinged. That's the word I was looking for. Actually, yeah. that's precisely what I was looking for. Um uh, but now he's 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 unemployed. Uh, unemployed. <laughs> unemployed. Uh, yeah. Man. Interestingly enough, the GM thing is kind of interesting too because I was reading about that. Uh, I didn't realize that the the Giants are, are well. They're now saying that they're going to cast a wide net in their search for a GM, which is rather unique in the sense that, um, based on what I read, I don't. Rem- I don't think they've ever had a GM that wasn't in some way like 
a former employee or player or somehow deeply oh, connected okay. to the team, right? Um, <clears throat> which could be maybe that's part of the problem, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. fresh, fresh eyes, fresh set of eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's yeah, good. that's good. Giants trying to get it right. Okay. As of uh, now, who else do you think is are... going to get fired? Oh, that's a good. That is a decent question. You think David Culley is going to keep his job? I think he should. Um, unless a unless a hot coach prospect is out there, you could understand. I mean, unless it, sort of unless like controversial. Yeah, well, less controversial, but seemingly obvious decision will be that you know uh, Raiders coach or, or Raiders interim coach Rick Bisaccia. I don't think he'll get oh, fired, yeah. but I definitely think he'll get replaced. Yeah. Um, they should get John Gruden over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear he's uh, available. <laughs> Have you seen a list of the uh, top uh, coaching prospects? Uh, well, I know some of them off the top of my head, but no, I haven't seen a list. What's the list? I've seen. I mean, I've seen some lists that people are putting out there. Like Josh McDaniels is one every year. Right. He's always Harbaugh. on there. Harbaugh's Harbaugh. on there. Uh, uh, the offensive coordinator of the Rams, Kevin O'Connell, because he knows. Uh, Who's the? He knows, Sean, he knows McVay. Sean McVay. Offensive coordinator of the Cowboys apparently is a hot commodity. Um, oh, uh, also, Kellen. Uh, uh, yeah, he was a, whore, a shitty quarterback. Kel- for... Kellen Moore. Yeah, and also apparently Dan Quinn is back in the head coaching conversation as well. He should be. He should be assistant of the year. I'm not joking about this. <clears throat> yeah. I meant to mention this on the pod. I, mean, I, I was thinking one week of making him like the shit got learned or MVP or something, but uh, that defense was laughable last year. Mm. And now <laughs> they. But maybe. Got, but maybe that's his wheelhouse. Maybe apparent. I think the Jags were the first team. I'm to just ask saying he should be coordinator of the year. The, that's all. The Jags were the first ones to ask permission to interview him for their head coaching uh, job, and he um, politely declined to focus even be on, interviewed. Focus on the playoffs. <laughs> He's like, I'm focused on everything else. I'm focused on yeah. non. I'm focused forever on non Jaguar stuff. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. Did you say Jacksonville? Oh yes, uh, uh, no, sorry. Um, uh, but they're yeah. saying um, Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy, I don't know if you ever heard. Not of this after guy. that last game, he ain't getting hired. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Eric Bieniemy, the uh, offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. I don't know if you heard of this guy, but apparently he might be pretty good at his job. Uh, yeah. But we'll see. He sounds like he's a little difficult, like Flores, though. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, you know, if only there was something they had in common. Nothing. They nothing. One's offense, one defense. I don't know what you're getting at. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. Uh, of course. Uh, Byron Leftwich. Remember that guy? Yes. Ben, Ben uh, Roethlisberger's backup for so many years. Former starting quarterback for the uh for the Jaguars and now offensive coordinator of the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, mm. they're saying he's a hot candidate. And Brian Dable, offensive coordinator for the Bills, if he leaves, oh, mm. Buffalo might have uh, their window might close. I, I don't see any of these other teams 
firing their coaches, honestly. But I mean, these are uh, prospects I'm talking about that could go and take. No, I know, but I, I know. But your question before we got into that it was like, do you see any of these other coaches possibly getting fired? And I, I don't see it uh, even amongst the playoff teams. I mean, you know, it could happen. No. You know that that a team loses in the first round of the playoffs, but I feel like, you know, I feel like everybody's job. I, I feel like everybody who was going to get fired has gotten fired. Yeah. Basically. Um. And it'd be interesting to see who, who takes their places. I mean, you obviously you got the Jags are out there looking for a coach too. Uh, what about else? Matt Rule? He has been told. Well, that's a good point. Uh, supposedly, he's been told that his job is safe for at least one more year, uh, based on what I read. But I would say now that Joe Judge has been fired, uh, I'm of the opinion that Matt Rule enters next season with the hottest seat in the NFL. Yeah, um, be my guess. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Taylor got fired. Just how? I, I just think he should be fired. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, going after Wag Taylor again. Wag Taylor. To, I was talking to Saga about this last night, and she was like, "She's not here for this Wag Taylor stuff." She's mad at you, dude. I'm sorry, Saga. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she's like, "I." She's like, "I'm gonna stay up on Saturday. I'm gonna watch that Bengals." Raiders game and they're gonna fucking beat the Raiders and he's gonna have to say on the next podcast that Wack Taylor is the shit. All right, deal, <laughs> deal. If they beat the Raiders, then I'll say now if Wack Taylor causes them to lose, she's gonna have to feel the wrath. Yeah. So uh, tell how about that. we make a bet? Yeah. If if uh, if the Bengals win, then you gotta you gotta come on and grapefruit. Yes, I'm ready. Wack Taylor, I'm ready. Uh, and if if the Bengals lose because of a whack Taylor decision, yeah, then I will record her. Yeah, apology. I should have to apologize. Just admit the truth. Yeah, I admit <laughs> that Jonathan is right in every situation. And she has to use the phrase "whack Taylor." <laughs> I'll, I'll run that by her later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see if she accepts that bet. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to know. Uh, but I'll, it'll be interesting to see how these coaching things are, are going to, once all the dust settles. And then in a few years, looking back to see if, if some team found their star, man. I want to see. I'm really, I really would like to see Eric Bieniemy, um as a head coach and to see if we were all wrong about this. Like, you know what I mean? If so many teams were wrong. Like, if he turns out to be a superstar coach, so many teams that interviewed him are going to feel so goddamn stupid. Or they probably mm. won't care. You know, these teams, they care mm. about the money, man. These owners don't mm. give a fuck. Mm. I'm yeah. Cyn- I'm cynical. Yeah. I'm, yeah. We'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be, it's always a little fascinating. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, well, we were going to get into the to the playoff situation, but one of the things I wanted to bring up was um some of you have already joined some of you already know this but we started a um a playoff fantasy thing Mm -hmm. because your brother was the one who set it up uh you can call me champ champ uh here it is you can call me champ champ uh it's a it's the nfl playoff challenge it's a fantasy thing we set up a group svenfl obviously the group is called svenfl uh, there's a link in the Facebook group. 
Yeah, our Facebook go group there. is called uh, Svenafell Pod Group. Can I pin this to the top of the page somehow? I used you, to be able to do that, but yeah, I can't. You, you could unpin the one you pinned, probably. I tried that, too, and it didn't work. But okay. anyway, whatever. I need some uh, uh, Larry David music when you're trying to do something. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so I just looked this up. This is how it works. It's a little different than the regular fantasy that we play during the year. There's no draft. Uh you can pick whoever you want to pick. It doesn't matter um, if we have, you know, the same quarterback, right? And the way it works is that you pick your squad. Um, and But supposedly the best strategy is to pick from the two teams that you think are going to go to the Super Bowl because each round that progresses, you multiply your points, right? So if you pick Mahomes – and he wins wild card weekend, you get whatever, however many points he got in fantasy. If he wins in week two, you get his points times two. If he wins in the third round, you get his points times three, and so on and so forth. But if he loses um, in the first round, then your quarterback's then gone. You got, and, and then you got to go you gotta go pick another quarterback. Exactly. <clears throat> so you want players that are going to be there for the long haul. Uh, Not so, necessarily. You do. You can win like right. that, but there's other ways to win. You could get yes. somebody who thinks going to be a hot quarterback and then you jump on the bandwagon of another because it's not like they're not going to be available. So right. don't, you know, don't be teaching strategy. Just tell so the So basically rules. you just want to take all Bengals and Eagles <laughs> players. Because it's exactly. going to be Bengals versus Eagles in the Super Bowl. That will be fun. That would be weird, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I I feel like each each individual, each individual coach, each individual player, each everybody in in the building. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. <laughs> Whatever. He hasn't beat a team with a winning record all year, so I'll believe it when they do that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So the playoffs start on Saturday. So if you're going to be in this thing, you know, you need to make your picks before Saturday. Yeah. Um, which uh, I guess maybe we can start talking about that. Raiders, Bengals, what do you think? Um, we're not picking right now, right? We're just going to talk about it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, what are, what's your what's your vibe about this game? They're playing in Cincinnati. I think they should fire the coach, the uh, the Bengals. <laughs> before the game? <laughs> yeah, before the game. It'll make me feel better about their chances if they fire uh, Wag Taylor. No, um, I actually picked the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to win this game. I think uh, Jamar Chase, obviously, is uh, unstoppable. <laughs> I think uh, if the, and, and the Raiders aren't really really known for that uh, back end of their defense. That's kind of their weakness. And mm. the Bengals just have so many weapons in that receiver core. Uh, but the playoffs does shrink the game down a little bit. And make you, uh, you know, it's normally a little bit more uh, physical and mm. defensive. We'll see. Um, yeah. We'll see. I think the uh, the the Raiders. I think it'll be a close game. It'll be a fun game. But I think the Bengals are gonna pull it out, man. What are you What are you thinking? Have you seen this meme that's been going around about the Bengals? It's a. It's like it, it says something like, um, "No one has ever texted." A, a yeah. text message has never been sent about a Bengals playoff victory. Playoff victory. Yeah. 
because they haven't won a playoff game since 91 and the first text message was sent in like 92 or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of interesting. I think the Bengals I, – I also think the Bengals will probably win this game. I think the success that the Raiders had – Against the Chargers in the last game of the season, clearly the Chargers had the worst run defense in the league. Statistically, Uh they had the worst run defense. Uh, So by virtue of that, I can only assume that the Bengals have a better run defense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball all over them. And also, I think the Bengals, you know, they can run the ball quite well uh, as well with Joe Mixon. They're coming in supposedly healthy and that receiving core, even if they manage to bracket chase, they still going to Raiders are still going to have to deal with uh, Tyler Boyd. And, um, and what's his name? Who's the other guy? Higby, right? Higby. No, no, no. Higby's with the Rams. Uh, it's Boyd and fuck. What's that other guy's name? The tight end. No. Well, Uzama's good too, but they've got three receivers, three good ones. I don't know. Um, I, I don't remember. I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm drawing a blank, too. Whatever. They're all good. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so I think the Bengals would probably win. Oh, Higgins. I, everyone... I said Higby. Higgins, Boyd, Chase. That's there you go. Higgins. Thank you. Um, I think that's going to be too much for the Raiders to handle, personally. Uh, I agree. Uh, but then a lot of times in the playoffs, man, you just think that better offense means victory. Although I gotta say, I, I noticed in the game, I don't think he played the entire game, um, but the Raiders do have Darren Waller back, You're right? Uh, which is kind of interesting. He's he's been out for a long time, and that dude is a he's a beast. So Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, uh, and what's his name, um, Zay Jones has been really mm, good for Zay them. Jones been balling. Uh, Rugs um, is not playing this game. Unfortunately, He's still in pri- still in prison. Still in prison. Yeah, <laughs> still in prison. Um, so he's yeah. And they have Brandon Jacobs, not Brandon Jacobs. Oof, Josh. Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. I was thinking, remember Brandon Jacobs? <laughs> His big ass. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it could, uh, this could be a good game. This is a very watchable game for us over here in Sweden. Obviously, it starts at ten thirty. Yeah, you know uh, I'm watching. I don't think I'm missing any games live. Hmm. Well, not you're gonna stay up to watch the next game. We're gonna talk about Patriots and Bills. This is round three, baby. Let's go. Uh, starts at two fifteen a.m. over here. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna stay up and watch that. Um, it's gonna be in Buffalo. Uh, obviously, I think. I mean, the Patriots. They they obviously both te- they played each other twice already. Both teams have won a game. Uh, but the yeah, Patriots but one might... game was in 50-mile-per-hour gusts of wind and a stubborn exactly. coach that wouldn't stop throwing the ball. There's exactly. no way the Patriots are going to win this game. I don't think so either. <laughs> Not with Mac Jones. Mac no. Jones has actually been looking pretty bad the last three weeks of the season. Yo, I'm, um, one of my favorite things is his sad face when something goes wrong. He looks so <laughs> sad. It's like, <laughs> like, like Macaulay Culkin. It's all. He looks like he lost his teddy bear. Yeah, well, he, throws, like, he threw that one interception against, was it the Lions? No, uh-huh. who, who'd they play? It wasn't the Lions. It was... Uh, oh, last game? No, they played the Dolphins last game. But the game before that, they were... Uh, I can't remember, man. But he threw this pick, and he just was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
And and a few times against the like the Dolphins game too when he throws the pick six he just looks so dejected man it's fun it's fun yeah. for me but yeah, uh, yeah they're not ready yet I'm not saying he sucks Mac Jones but uh, the media makes you want him to suck because they're suck they are really sucking <laughs> themselves True. so I I don't know I can't really uh, I mean he's he's obviously outperformed all the other rookie quarterbacks. Uh, but he obviously was placed in the best situation of any of the rookie quarterbacks. And he's asked to do the least. Precisely. And and in a way, you know, these, I mean, I I do think Belichick might actually be one of the best coaches ever. Uh, What makes you say that? I just, his success rate, his ability to sort of adjust his ability to kind of mix and match and bring new players in and, um, turn people who aren't supposed to be stars into star. Like, I, I just think he's, I think he's a brilliant coach. Um, Hot take. If any, <laughs> yeah. And if there's anybody who's going to figure out a way to, you know, play around their weaknesses, it's going to be Belichick. He's, yeah. he's, he's usually smarter than everybody else. Are you saying um, this to say that you give them a chance to win this game? No, no, I don't. Because I, I think in the end, uh, I think the Bills just have too many weapons. Um, and I think that, especially the way the Bills are playing right now, given that, you know, they're not they're not playing that impressively, but they too are figuring out a way to kind of navigate around their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, my only concern is that, you know, it, it, this could be a situation like, like what, with, what happened to the Ravens. I had said earlier in the, season yeah it's fun to watch lamar put the cape on but if something goes wrong this team is just gonna the, the floor is gonna collapse from under them uh and the same thing's gonna happen to the bills if if they decide to play around you know josh allen's you know tendency to throw incompletions and interceptions and they just give him the ball and tell him to run uh if he tweaks a knee and has to go out and they got to bring in you know Mitch Trubisky. Either Trubisky or Jake Fromm. Like, forget about it. Or no, Fromm. No, Fromm's on your team. Fromm was there. Yeah, Fromm went to the Giants. But Trubisky's their backup. That's not so bad. Fromm Fromm used to – he was the Bills' third-string quarterback. But then they they said, yeah, we don't need him. You can have him, Giants. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But, yeah, I still think the Bills will win this game. I think they're the better team. Then we got Um, the uh, Eagles and the Bucks, right? Hmm. Man, I mean, the Bucks lucked one, into this one. Certainly, get that two seed, play that seven seed, and that's what it's all about. Uh, I think the Bucks win easy. Uh, I think the Eagles should be proud. They're ahead of schedule. I would say, not, not really. No, 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 no. They had a a, a last minute firing. Unsus- that was last year's unsuspecting firing. Yep. Uh, because of a dumb decision that uh, Peterson made and, and it had to be done. And now mm. the Eagles are uh, are in the playoffs, which nobody suspected from uh, Nick Sirianni. I, I agree with you that the Bucks should win this game easily. Uh-huh. Um, but the Eagles are kind of built to beat the Bucks, though. Never underestimate. You know, the Bucks are coming into this knowing that they're supposed to win this game, yeah. and the Eagles are basically playing with house money 
knowing that they probably shouldn't even be in the playoffs, they have nothing to lose. Yeah. Uh, so and they got that, and they got running game. Bucks aren't that good at defending the run. The Eagles can mm-hmm. run that ball and they can play good defense. So it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting narrative to to consider going into the game. That being said, the Bucks should actually beat the brakes off of the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, but um, I did. Uh, I, I do think that that's going to be a low scoring affair. Uh, how much do you think they're gonna um, in the next game, 49ers and Cowboys? How how much do you think we're gonna see all of these old highlights from the from the eighties and nineties? How, um, how many of those I, are we watching? I am here for it. That's some of my glory <laughs> days when I first started understanding football, yep. and yep. Uh, that was great, man. Those even those years when um, Dion played for the 49ers and then he hopped over to the Cowboys, you know, those, mm-hmm. and the Steve Young, I loved Steve Young, the lefty quarterback yeah. that could scramble if he needed to, you know, yeah. uh, gritty, uh, Troy Aikman, all of that. Yeah, for, me, for me, it goes even further back to the Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and Dwight Clark and yeah. they, they kind of owned the Cowboys back in those days. I was going to say that was one-sided. Uh, I liked it when they were like battling. Yeah. Yeah, I was yep. actually Dwight Clark. That's a little before I understood football, but uh, so, I was there for the tail end of the Montana and the Rice. That's when you're I saying was... I'm old. You saying I'm old? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying I was late later in life to arrive. <laughs> That's you're saying I'm old. <laughs> but it's all right. uh, I am. I'm I, old. I'm old. Ten years older than you. I do think <laughs> the Cowboys have a slight advantage in this game. I think that my prediction would be that the uh, 49ers take a quick lead in this game and then at the half they're winning. Everybody's wondering how is the Cowboys letting this happen. And then they lose the lead and lose the game. uh, And everybody's scratching their head wondering how. How could this happen to a Mike Shanahan, to a uh, Kyle Shanahan team? Sorry, Mike. Not you, man. It's your son. How late? How big is the lead gonna be? How, how big? Uh, I say at least a two score. I like 10, 11 point lead. Somewhere around twenty eight to three. <laughs> <laughs> no, like no, not that big. Not that big. <laughs> they won't get that far ahead uh, because of Michael Parsons and company. I'm glad you said it, Michael Parsons. No, yeah, <laughs> I knew that, Micah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say Mika. Not Mike. at all. Uh, uh, yeah, so <clears throat> we yeah, so Sunday, well, I forgot. Yeah, the, the Eagles Buccaneers game is going to be on 7 at 7 o'clock Swedish time on Sunday. Nice. Uh, and then the 49ers Cowboys game will be at 10:30 Swedish time on Sunday. And then the late night game on Sunday, which will be at 2:15 a.m., is going to be Steelers at Chiefs. Uh, Why is there a Monday night game? This is the first time they're going to do a Monday night wild card game. Cardinals Rams Monday oh. night football. They okay. decided to do that this year. Not feeling it. Uh, that sucks <clears throat> for us. It's like, how do you go and you try to designate teams to these places in around the world, and then you just completely disregard other places around the world by scheduling games? Mm-hmm. On Monday night. I mean, clearly they do it because their bread and butter is prime time. Um, no, I get it, but I mean, the uh, bread and butter would be if everybody in the world watched it. True. True. 
They, they need to let me get in charge of this shit, man. They do. They need to listen to us more often, especially when they're going to come in here and steal our ideas. Without yeah, them. you can't pick it. You can't nitpick our ideas, man. Either it's you're in cool. or you're out, NFL. Uh, what do you think? What do you think the Steelers' chances are of beating the Chiefs? I don't know, man. I don't know if you heard, but the the lovable uh, Ben Roethlisberger is his last year, mm. and uh, yeah, and uh, I thought that was a great meme about uh, consent and all that stuff. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, with uh, Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> but yeah. um, I think they don't stand a chance. Well, they do stand a chance because they have the best coach, one of the best coaches ever. But they're also mm. going against one of the best coaches ever, and uh, the Chiefs are going. They got too much. It's too much going on. Mm-hmm. And their defense has woken up, and Ben is not hes not playing well despite all of the outpouring of love. So I mean, I think the Steelers do give themselves a chance with that defensive line. Obviously, they, they have an opportunity to do to Patrick Mahomes what the Bucks did to them in the Super Bowl last year, which is to put him under an extreme amount of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be their only chance to win the game. It's not. It's not going to be because Roethlisberger can still throw a football. Uh, that's not how they're <laughs> going to win this game. I think that um, with all of their pressure, I think they're not going to hold them to nine points like uh, the Bucks did in the Super Bowl. And I mm-hmm. doubt that Andy Reid has gotten much sleep since that game. So the game plan mm-hmm. that went and and beat them then. It's probably been obsessed over and obsessed over, and <clears throat> him and Eric Bieniemy cooked up something for teams that try to emulate that. Yeah, and I don't see the Chiefs sleeping on these Steelers either. No, uh, that's not especially it, no. since the Steelers, you know, say what you will about them, uh, they have this kind of otherworldly ability to score points in the fourth quarter. The Steelers, yeah. uh, they've been doing it all year. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it, Andy Reid will have his boys ready for a full four quarters. Like, do not sleep on these these Steelers or, or else they'll come back and uh, rape you from behind, probably. <laughs> so, I think that, you know. the, and you're speaking of sleeping on people, I think the the Chiefs, the the their woes at the beginning of the season was partially because they were trying to get that offensive line in jail, but I think it's also mm-hmm. because they were sleepwalking through the beginning of the season. They got their sleep in already. Because mm-hmm. they just wanted to get back to where they are now into this playoffs to avenge last year. Uh, I don't think I, they're as equipped as they were last year. I think their season sets them up well for the playoffs, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because the last two years, they have gone into the playoffs kind of already anointed as the obvious you know, team to go to the Super Bowl. Um and this year, I think there are more doubts, and I think that helps them. I think it's good for them to ha- that that people are doubting them and their ability to make it back to the Super Bowl for a third year in a row. Um, yeah, I think it's good for them that they had those troubles, those struggles at the beginning of the year. I think is something they can feed off of and and help them to take a deep playoff run. So yeah. Uh, and then finally, we got the Monday night game. Rubber match. For the, for the first time, we got a. Uh, Rubber match. Will be playing, playing uh, the Los Angeles Rams in SoFi Stadium. The yeah, game man. will start at two two fifteen a.m. Uh, technically, that's Tuesday, but you get the point. It's Monday night football. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I don't I, know. I have no idea, man. This might be the the most evenly matched 
matchup of the weekend, and I think it comes down to coaching. <laughs> and I don't know if you heard of uh, Sean McVay, but he's such a good coach that if you have met him, you can get hired as a coach. So, Well, that's the weird thing. You've got Sean McVay going up against a coach that has met Sean McVay. Mm. So, yeah, and is in a, yeah, but he's the one without merit. <laughs> right. His merit is based on the other guy. I think uh, Kingsbury. Because Kingsbury came from college, right? Yeah, he came from college. Did I don't know, man. Story, did you see the story going around about him? About how he Kingsbury has has a history of uh, like all of his teams have fallen off in the second half of the yes. season, both yes. in college and in. And with Arizona, like the record, his successful record in the first half of the season held up against the last half of the season. It was kind of shocking, the difference, to be honest. Maybe he doesn't adjust. Maybe he's like, okay, this is my thing I'm doing this year. And then teams figure it out, and then he doesn't adjust. That's my guess. I I think that's probably a a fair assumption to make, to be honest. Um, But not only that, like – it's not only just about getting figured out, but it's also about, you know, through the course of a football season, uh, you know, this is a war of attrition. You're going to lose players. Guys are going to get hurt. Like, you know, the, the squad that you handpicked at the beginning of the year may not be the one that you finish with. So can you win without key pieces? Like that's sort yeah. of the mark of a great coach. And if um, you recall what they did at the, in the off season was they were the big spenders. So mm-hmm. all it did it's was true. extend their first spark. You know what I mean? And and if you also recall that we picked the Rams to win that division, and then we were never concerned. The only team we were really, really concerned about was the Browns. And the Rams started mm-hmm. 8-0, I believe. Or did they make it to 9-0? No, the Cardinals started. No, I'm not Rams. I meant Cardinals. Cardinals started, what, 7-0? At least. 7-0 at the very least. And then, I think it was 8. Okay. They didn't lose for a long time, and we never worried. We said they would fall. Like, it was, we were certain that the Rams would still win that division, and the Rams mm. did. And we mm-hmm. won. We got seven out of eight of those bets right, by the way. Mm-hmm. We only lost that one. I'm really proud um, of that. The Cardinals will continue to be without DeAndre Hopkins, but they will be getting um, J.J. Watt is back. Uh. Um, I You know, I'm a little worried about Baby Yoda, I'm worried about his receiver core. AJ Green has not looked good these last couple of weeks. I'm worried about Matt um, Stafford. Yeah, sure. You should be. I there's there's plenty of worry to go around for both of these teams. That that's uh, that's sort of the weird thing. Uh this one to me on paper feels like it should be a Rams victory, but for some reason it kind of feels like a coin toss to me at the moment. Oh, it's a coin toss, and but I would so select the Rams, but in flip them, pick them. I wouldn't be mad if I didn't get them. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Speaking of flip them, pick them. That's a pretty good transition, actually. Do we do um, uh, w- uh, five points each game? Yep. Wild card round. We're going to do five points each game. Now, let me give you a um, a total update. We don't need that. <clears throat> no, but I, I'm <laughs> saying it because it's. Um, I know. I know. It should make you excited because you you were down by quite a bit, but you started to catch up. Um, I don't remember how far you were down. At one, you were. It's a lot to a little you, bit. You were down by over twenty points at one point. I okay. see here. 
Uh, so I guess that makes me the Kyle Shanahan in this scenario. Uh, (laughs) so you now have 130 points and I have 141. Okay. Um, so it's 28 to three. (laughs) Yeah. Now that these are five point, these, these, each game will be, will count for five points. You could catch up pretty quick in that scenario. All right. Let's do it. Um, yep. It's my turn to flip. Yeah. You want you want to call it before I flip it? Oh, you're flipping. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm calling tails, man. It's Finnafell way. Okay. Here I do go. not want this first game. Ted. Nice. Take it. Take it away. Heads. Take it away, Skiff. You don't want the first game? Nah, man. That could be an upset. I want the first game. I'm going Bengals. Yeah. But if that's the upset, I won't feel so bad. I'm riding these Bengals. Let's go. See, I'll take the second game. This is why I'm going to win this thing. (laughs) Because I'm taking Buffalo. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. We'll see. And next up, Buccaneers, Eagles. I think I'm gonna go Bucks. Okay. Are we all going with the the favorites? I think I'm gonna switch mm-hmm. it up and uh the 49ers are gonna lose to the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he just went on this Kyle Shanahan rant. Like yeah, uh, 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 I mean, but Mike McCarthy's goal. on the other sidelines. It's not like it's a true. Oh damn. Okay. You might have got the right one, man. You got another Oh, look at that. Chiefs are playing the Steelers. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder if I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Yes, yes, I'm picking the Chiefs. Absolutely. Mm. Damn, we all went with the uh, favorites, and it never works out like that. Cause I'm gonna it go certainly with hasn't the, this year. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Rams, but yep. uh, I think that one of us is going to... Next year with the underdog rule, that's going to be fun. Yes. That's going to be good. Taking an underdog in the wild card round for double points is going to be sick. Right? Remember yeah. This, so we you... got – that's going to be great. I think that's going to be fun. I don't remember what made me think of that, but I uh, I think it would be a great addition to the, to the game. All right, We're here well, to that's... grow and evolve. That's what we've been doing, man. It's been great, man. We're coming to the end of our second season of SFNFL. Yeah, baby. Uh yeah, let's uh wrap this thing up, man. I'm looking forward yep. to this playoff wild card weekend. Um, I'm still a little bummed, so I'm not that uh, energetic because my team is stupid and seems to be starting over again. So, uh, so sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> but it's gonna be a fun weekend of football, and uh, good luck to your teams if they're still in it, man. Unless they're the Patriots, mm-hmm. fuck the Patriots. I I I gotta say I'm. I mean, besides Roethlisberger, I don't have anybody that I want to say to go fuck themselves. Like the Bucks, I'm, I'm here for. Ah, uh, yeah, the Bucks, sure, but. Whoa, whoa, yeah, fuck whoa! The, fuck the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! Fuck it, fuck them Bucks. 
<laughs> yeah, I would actually. You know what? You reminded me how much I really want to see the Eagles win this football game. Actually, yeah, fuck you, Bucks. You could have picked them. Mm-hmm. I did pick them. Talk about the Eagles. Oh, yeah. I still don't think they're going to win, though. <laughs> All right. I don't think so either. I think the upset, the, the most likely upsets have to be Cardinals, of course, and the uh, Raiders. Who do you think, uh, who do you think the, um, the ones who have the bye week? You got the, you got the Titans have a bye week. Actually, 49ers could win this game, man. <laughs> oh, I think they could, too. Um, who's your prediction for um, who the Titans will have to play in the next round? Who do you think they're going to play? They'll play the lowest-seeded team in the next round. Who do you think they're going to play? I've got to Just look a guess. I've got to look at a bracket. Uh, I think they're going to play. Hmm. I don't need to look at a bracket. <laughs> they might play the Raiders, man. Hmm. Maybe. Raiders or the or the Patriots. I can't mm. see the I can't see the Eagles pulling it out. Patriots could pull it out. They won't though. They no. And then on the other side, who's who is oh the Packers have the bye on the other side. Um who would they be most likely to play in the next round? Maybe the Cardinals. If the Cardinals upset the Yeah, uh 49ers. Uh true. Yep. That's a possibility. That's the one. 49ers. Hmm. That's gonna be juicy when the bye team and the teams with the bye week get in there too. It's yeah. gonna be like, ooh. You're the number one seed. Don't <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That's been this episode of uh, NFL. It's the wild card playoff episode. Another shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs and uh, and my Miami Hurricanes, just because. But uh, just to, to highlight the fact that I don't have an NFL team anymore. Uh, <laughs> It's been John the Rollins. Skip me, Zara. And we'll holla at y'all next time. Peace. Later, y'all. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.